We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Peter Skaronsky, top tackle prospect in the draft, Northwestern, maybe a Bears target if they trade down. Are you a Bears fan? I am not a Bears fan. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a little bit controversial, I know, being from Chicago. So my grandfather actually played for the Green Bay Packers. So under Lombardi. So I've always been a Packers fan, despite growing up in Chicago. What the hell's going on? All right, well then, let's say the Bears trade down and draft you. I mean, how deep do the, does the green and gold run? I got tons of respect for the Bears, and it would be an honor to play for them, for sure. White Sox fan? I'm a Sox fan, a Bulls fan, Hawks fan, not a Cubs fan. I'm well of the Sox. <laughs> I am a Die Sox white fan. Being a, a White Sox fan, you did get to play a game at Wrigley Field. Was there anything about that you were able to appreciate, even though you grew up kind of rooting against the Cubs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to bash the Cubs, but I mean, that was so cool that they let us do that. Well, Peter, thank you for coming on the show. We hope we can do it again, even though a bunch of the people that are texting the show cross him off the list. F him, he's a Packer fan. We don't want him anyway. As the show, we'll still support you, and the, the smarter members of the audience are still rooting for you, man, and yeah. uh, congratulations figured, on all your success. I figured people might feel that way, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, again, your grandfather played in the damn ice bowl. Area code 414. Again, this is a gloating Packer fan. And you know what? You know what all you can do? You can basically bend over, grab your ankles, and kiss your own rear end. And Charles Martin, I never say anything other than rest his soul. But may he rot and burn in hell. Period. New paragraph. One, two, three. And here, here we go, go Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. A lot of fun talking to Peter Skaronsky. Potential top 10, certainly first round, maybe top offensive lineman pick in the draft. Northwestern Wildcat, Maine South product, but yes, a Packers fan. But I mean, come on. It's a good reason. His grandfather, who he was close with, won five championships under Vince Lombardi, including Super Bowl one and two. That's a decent reason to be a cheesehead. Better than, oh, well, they had good quarterbacks. I mean, come on. That's a pretty good reason. So, don't hold it against the kid. He seemed like a nice guy. Speaks, we're hoping he'll be back soon. And uh, Jason Benetti is going to be back. We're Speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Benetti is going to be back. And um, that was announced today, him and Steve Stone. Jason Benetti will be on the show tomorrow to talk about it. Weird day for that story. Jeff Agrest has a story in the Sun-Times that their contract's not done. He thinks it's going to get done, but it's about how many games he's going to miss. It's peculiar timing for sure. We crush everybody in transition. Not we. You. And Bernstein Let's and Lawrence. Let's be clear, Tanny and I did not crush anyone at the White Sox. Me, Dan, and Lawrence crushed everybody in transition. I think they run a very clean ship. <laughs> we know. We know you do. 
It's so funny because you will just throw haymakers, but if anyone does you like a single solitary favor, <laughs> it's like I won't say a bad word about them. Danny, I, I'm going to let you in on something. It's called maintaining relationships. That's mm. what this business is. Mm. I know you have no interest in being <laughs> friendly with the Bulls and White Sox, <laughs> but I do. As the executive producer of your show, I'm trying to mend relationships right, no, that's and true. bring content and big names back here. Yeah, no. But true. for some reason, you don't want it. No, I do. I do. I, but I, the, the, uh, my honesty and the integrity of my opinion matters more to me. And I'm glad that it doesn't matter more to you. The White Sox make mistakes, all right, man? It's, they make some mistakes. It's why, it's why we're a good team. A lot of good people over there, though. <laughs> it's why, yeah, sure. None of them better at their On job. On both sides. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's why but no one better at their job over there than Benetti. So uh, the White Sox are lucky that Benetti decided to return and grace them with his presence. Right. Better, than, better than Gene Honda? I'm willing to say it. <laughs> oh. And better than the Sodfather. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. Not better than Bob Bechtel, I'll tell you that. Roger Bozart. I said it. We'll ben- talk about PR excellence. Benetti will grace us with his presence on the show at some point tomorrow afternoon. We'll work out a time in the morning. We'll let you all know. That's a tease for tomorrow. Who else is on the show tomorrow? We got a big show tomorrow, right? I don't know, man. I'll figure it out later. All right, cool. Scott, is now a good time to remind Shane that we're doing the big old yeah, we're conference, gonna do the, title the conference game, thing tomorrow. The whip around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't need a reminder. Yeah, and four four guests, five o'clock, four cities. You be sweating over there, I'll be watching sweating. Yeah, if, if our phones work tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. dude, market three. And I'm trying to get Boomer to stay on the hotline for longer than two seconds. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not a good situation. Also, we'd love a TV in our office, by the way. <laughs> Can't watch any sports in there. <laughs> At least we have an office. I have an office. <laughs> you have a locker. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I let you sit and prep in it. That's true. I'm the only one on the show, by the way, that doesn't have a computer at their section of the desk. I share my desk with the refrigerator. Should have worked that into your contract. I know. It was a mistake. All right. So... We talk about how the Bears can do anything this offseason, and they can, and maybe they will. We had Joel Corey on at 3 o'clock. He rained on the parade of some Bears fans earlier talking about uh, DeAndre Hopkins won't want to waive his no-trade clause to come here, and there aren't that many good players in free agency, and they've got to spend, but there aren't a ton of good guys to spend it on, and it was was, was sobering, uh, to say the least. And that was very rational, level-headed, dispassionate analysis. Warren Sapp, um, I don't know. If he listens to the show, if he knows people, he's been on the show before, and then he ghosted me with a number that he gave me, and we weren't able to be friends afterwards after I drunkenly talked to him outside the W Hotel at the Super Bowl in 2014, and I thought he was going to fight me with Gary Sheffield. That was a fun story. Wait a minute now. You didn't actually end up going golfing with Warren Sapp to Michael Jordan's golf course. That didn't happen. I forgot, to ask, forgot to ask you. I know. I really thought he was going to be my aunt at the Grove. Wasn't it supposed to be you, Warren Sapp, Mike Allstott, and, and MJ? I think so. That was going to be that was going to be the foursome. And Keyshawn Johnson was supposed to be there, too. Well, they just they decided to leave Keyshawn out because they wanted to bring me so much because me and Warren Sapp had such a great rapport in that 12-minute phone interview. You should have brought those long snapper IPA. Head covers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would give. Yeah. Listen, it's a tough spot that Pat Manley was in trying to give Michael Jordan a present. It's a tough spot. He we, get, we know what you would give MJ as a present. Omar? 
<laughs> what would I give him? What would I give him? Oh, is it what Dan? Eat the pizza. <laughs> All members have nobody will eat. Eat the pizza. You're saying I would give him what Jason Bernstein <laughs> alleged on the Organizations Win Championships podcast? Oh man, I would never. Is that what you're saying? All right, but Warren Sapps was on uh, Brett Boone's podcast with our guy Dan Levy, and he said he's hearing things. What I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're finna package him up, trade him for some other pieces, and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. Wow, I did not know that. That's a good. That's a good little insight right there. You oh, yo, I'm I'm in Florida and I hear this and you haven't. They haven't really told us anything. Oh, trust me, there's a bunch of there's a, there's, there's smoke everywhere talking about them trading Justin Fields and going after Bryce. Wow, all we've really been yeah. hearing is that they need to give him a lot of lot of weapons. So nobody's ever said the trade hey, deal, but I wouldn't be surprised. Weapons and you only have one pick. What do you do? You trade away that one thing you have for a couple weapons, and then you get a much more capable throw of the ball. Wow, that is a good. That's that's good to hear. I, that actually makes me happy. It means that the Bears are uh, no, no, no. are trying no, no, things. No. I just want. I just I just put it out there. It, 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 it might be a big fire brewing, and you didn't see it coming. But Warren Sapp told you first. What percent chance are we putting on Warren Sapp having inside information that the Bears are going to trade Justin Fields? I'll start. I'll say zero. Yeah, I'm going to go with you, zero. There's a greater chance he has a burner that follows one of our accounts that retweeted the segment we did a couple days ago about the Bears trading the first pick and Justin Fields. Because he didn't say that, though, in that clip. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. He said he would. they were going to draft the Bryce kid. Yeah, he said in the beginning that they're going to trade the pick and Justin Fields. Oh, he did? Yeah. That's why I was so up in arms about it in Thread this morning. Oh, I didn't even put that together. I take off your takes with a grain of salt. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I never know what you're actually believing. First of all, if there's one person I want breaking down the NFL draft today and what teams should be doing for strategy, it's Warren Sapp. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That guy studies the trade value chart. He knows the ins and outs of the salary cap. He definitely breaks down the all 22. He is plugged in and taking it very, very seriously. It's just what he's hearing. I completely agree. It's what he's hearing. So wait, I, I admit, can I hear that again? He said trade the pick and Justin Fields. I'm 99% sure. Yeah. Make sure your listening ears are in fact on and we'll hear it again. All right, you? Thank, thank you. What I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're finna package him up, trade him for some other pieces and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. Yeah, he didn't say anything. Wow, I did not know that. That's a good that's a good little insight no, right there. You, oh, you know, I'm I'm in Florida and I hear this and you haven't? They haven't really told us anything. Oh, trust me. There's a bunch of there's a there's, there's smoke everywhere talking about them trading Justin Fields and going after Bryce. Wow. Yeah. So you're making something up again. No, no, no. I think I took the package him up. And trade him as in like packaging him with the first round pick. I think Warren Sapp's talking about like a box, packaging tape, you know, some newspaper in there to protect it, market fragile, and package Justin Fields up. I don't hear it that way. And All sh- we've really been yeah. hearing is that they need to give him a lot of lot of weapons. So nobody's ever said the trade hey, deal, but I wouldn't be surprised. Weapons and you only have one pick. What do you do? You trade away that one thing you have for a couple weapons, and then you get a much more capable throw of the ball. Wow. You trade away that one pick that you have. First of all, Warren Sapp doesn't understand the Bears have many picks across the seven rounds, but Mm -hmm. he's saying they're trading away that first pick, 
and Justin Fields. But he also said Bryce Young. Right. So you might get him at like two or three or something. Okay. All right. So he's listening to the show. Yeah. Warren Sapp listens to the show every day. Got it. Got it. So he's like all the teams in town. Okay. Yep. All right. I like it. Yeah. Zero percent. Zero percent. But I, I like how you hear. He's like, you heard it here first. There's a fire brewing, and Warren Sapp told you about it. That is a good. That's that's good to hear. I, that actually makes me happy. It means that the Bears are uh, no, no, no. are trying no, no, no. things. I just want. I just I just put it out there. It, 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 it might be a big fire brewing, and you didn't see it coming. But Warren Sapp told you first. Where's Brett Boone, by the way? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, just, it's just Dan Levy and Warren Sapp. Mark Grody's best friend, Dan Levy, just talking to Warren Sapp. Dan Levy at Mark Carmen's wedding said the single funniest thing I've ever heard. He said he looks like me. If I ate me, like, which is just, I, mean, I was dying laughing. Not really a compliment to either one of the two of us, but uh, it worked out. Like twice of me is basically what it was, was the point he was, he was making. I, I see it. Yeah, I do too. I do. Too. It's not great for either of us, frankly, but uh, that guy's got a killer voice and is very good at what he does. So thank you to them for uh, sending over that clip of Warren Sapp. But that's not all when we're talking silly season with the number one pick. Chris Mad Dog Russo was just giving us content on ESPN, badgering Mel Kuyper into giving us answers. Mel, Get how, him, about, Mel. how about last thing? How about the number one pick with the Bears? A, there's quarterbacks available. Who knows on fields? He hasn't shown he can throw from the pocket yet. That's the first thing. Second thing, so if you love fields, do you trade down to help your draft booty and, you know, take more picks? <laughs> Or number three, do you think what? the Georgia quarterback is so great? I used the wrong word here. <laughs> I, the Georgia quarterback is happened. so great. I used uh, look at him laugh again. What happened? Uh, can I finish the no, interview? Can I, I finish need to the know question? What you meant? Well, you know, capital draft, all the stuff you get with the draft and everything else, assets, picks, things like that. Why did you say I used booty? the wrong. I don't know. I, it came to me. Stupid. Anyway, Mel. Anyway. I mean. Guy's a Hall of Famer. Draft booty. <laughs> we love Molly in this house. Calling him out right away for draft booty. Yeah. We love Molly. Yeah, what's not to love? Draft booty. <laughs> she said, what? And it, he's right. If you're really old, you can use it in that way, right? Mel, Get how, about, how about last thing? How about the number one pick with the Bears? A, there's quarterbacks available. Who knows on fields? He hasn't shown he can throw from the pocket yet. That's the first thing. Second thing, so if you love fields, do you trade down to help your draft booty and, you know, take more picks? Or number three, do you think what? that George? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what did he say? Draft booty. What's going on here? What did he say? It's good stuff, man. Did we ever get an answer from Kuiper? We did? Okay, because, I mean... Obviously, thank you to Chris Mad Dog Russo. But I am kind of curious what Kuiper had to say. I'm just now waiting for high heat. I want to get some more high heat. But for, in terms of, of the, the uh, what you asked me, I think you asked me a question about Jalen Carter and the Bears and Justin Fields was intertwined in there. I, I'm Justin Fields all the way. I love the kid. 
Uh, yeah, he's the dual threat. His passing keeps improving. Help him out. They got to get some weapons around him. But in terms of the defensive line, that's the big neat area for this Bears team. Jalen Carter to me, Will Anderson Jr. Uh, I'd go Jalen Carter. Uh, you know, keep in mind, he was battling injury. He was hurt early September, late September. Multiple injuries came back, and he did start to dominate. And he was the best defensive player on that talent laden defense two years ago. I'm looking at Jalen Carter. If you get an offer to move off of one, it's going to be enticing. There's no question. If you get enough to move off of one, you maybe could. I'm just not convinced, guys, there's a quarterback. Somebody's going to give up a lot to go up and get. Because every time I talk to people in the league, and that's what mock drafts are all about, talking to people in the league, they don't seem to love these quarterbacks. Okay? And there's mixed opinion on all of them. So is somebody going to go up and get one? Maybe. But are they going to offer enough to entice the Bears to move down? I'm not sure that's going to happen. If they're stuck at one, you got to make a pick. I'm taking Jalen Carter. They're not staying at one. How devastating will that be if we do four months of hypotheticals and thought experiments and devil's advocate and they take a defensive tackle at one? You know that's where they're going. Oh, my God. You I would know be... that's where this road ends. And then, like, oh, I will be devastated if that's what happens. And, I mean, if, if they do that, he better be Aaron Donald. Like I will say, I will say, if they stay at one and take an interior defensive lineman, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He actually needs to be Warren Sapp. That's what he needs to be. You know, Wani saw Aaron Donald in the weight room one time. I did. I, 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 I was I was familiar. Wanted to redshirt him. He said, "We got to play him, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should play that kid. Yeah, he's best in the business. Best in the business, but. Maybe that was the problem with the quarterbacks. He was redshirting all the good quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we could have had Dan Marino. I just wanted to ride it out. Oh, man. That is... Draft booty. Draft booty. Trade the pick. And m- many texters are saying that Sap wanted them to trade Fields, draft Bryce Young one, and trade the best thing you have, which would be Justin Fields. That's what he was referring to. So I don't think he listens to the show. Mm. I know. I know. It's tough for you to to reconcile the possibility, the possibility that he might not listen. But this is what we're in for, folks. We're in for a lot of hypotheticals. And I think that the most obvious thing will ultimately play out. I think he will trade the pick, build around fields, acquire a future first, which is key, recoup that second round pick, and away they go. But if they could do the... The Boomer Esiason plan, the my plan, whatever, the trade down multiple times in the first round, I would do it. What you need is you need C.J. Stroud and Will Levis to shoot up boards. And you need three of the first five picks to be QBs. Then you could trade down even more, get more things. That's what's going to be the biggest thing for the Bears in the coming months is other teams falling in love with multiple different quarterbacks. You want it to be like, honestly, you want it to be exactly like the Trey Lance here. The Justin Fields year, but the Trey Lance trade, where it went Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two, Trey Lance three. That's what you want. You want that to end up being the consensus. Where even Arizona is thinking about trading down. That's where you're hoping this thing ends. Because I think that is what ultimately gives the Bears the most leverage to maybe execute multiple trades. It's hard. That doesn't happen very often. But I just think Ryan pa- uh, Ryan Poles is in a unique position where he can 
control so much that it like it's possible that he actually does execute multiple trades because he's got the job status and tenure to do it in terms of there's nothing he could do that would get him fired this offseason. And he's got so many holes on the roster that he could easily justify the multiple trade backs. But I think one trade down is probably most likely. But if you could do multiple times and multiple quarterbacks end up being it, that's the best thing to go. And Texter says Jacksonville was in a similar situation last year. Stayed at one and drafted the dude, uh, Trayvon Walker, who wasn't even that good. Yeah, but last year wasn't a good quarterback year. That's the difference. If you have quarterbacks at the top of the draft and you have your QB, you're going to trade down. I don't think you're going to just stand pat and take a defensive player, especially with teams needing quarterbacks at two and four and maybe five and maybe seven if Derek Carr does, does leave the Raiders, and he is leaving the Raiders because he said he was going to. right? So, one, uh, so two, four, maybe five, depending on what Seattle does with Geno, seven with Vegas, nine with Carolina, who just hired Frank Reich, by the way, all need quarterbacks. So that's five of the teams in the top nine need quarterbacks. That's a pretty good spot to be in having your franchise quarterback and the number one overall pick. Off-the-wall baseball analysis from an insider we've had on the show before. Before one last thing, get your questions in now. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Parkinson Spiegel show flashback. 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 I would say that what you're calling dysfunction is actually function. And you're only calling it dysfunction because it didn't work. Loved that logic when it happened. David Sampson, former president of the Marlins, does work as a baseball insider for Odyssey. Very opinionated dude. Good storyteller. Little bit of a wackadoodle. Would say that to his face. Uh, I think he would take it as a compliment, frankly. Where was he? Was he on Mully and Haw? This was on Mully and Haw. And uh, he was asked uh, a lot of baseball questions, the Clevenger situation, the Cubs offseason, and uh, shockingly, he had takes. So if, if by a very good winter you mean having new names and signing bulks of free agents, how are you going to argue to me that you want to see Trey Mancini get 500 at-bats on your team and say that you're going to have a winning team? What part of that makes you think that he's the difference for you? Same with Bellinger. You're going to give these guys a thousand at bats and think that you're going to compete in your division. I just don't see that happening. I understand why they did it. I understand these are low risk signings with upside if these players are who they used to be. But scouts will tell you they're exactly who they are. Now, Swanson, I love the deal. I don't love going seven years at 25 million, let's say, only because I worry about his ability to be off the Braves and sort of that team where he's not counted on to be the guy. He's a guy. You put him on the Cubs, and he's got to be more of the guy than a guy, and I'm just not sure that he is the guy. So that's going to be interesting as they sort of navigate their lineup, but he's certainly a great player to have in your clubhouse. He is a winning player with a winning pedigree. It, it just reminded me, they're off season a little bit of when Tom Ricketts got frustrated during the rebuild and signed Edwin Jackson. I don't know if you guys remember that. I don't remember what year it was. Oh, yeah. But Rick, Ricketts got angry. Oh, my God, the team stinks. We got, we got to do something to pacify the fans and me because I'm so despondent. Edwin Jackson, let's give him whatever they gave him, out, like five years, $55 million or whatever, the, whatever it was. I can't remember. And in the industry, we looked and said, wow, there's an owner who stopped listening to his GM. 
And when you sign like a Jamison Tag Talon, which is another another pitcher, I can't remember what he got, but something like four years, sixty five million or seventy yes. million dollars. Sixty eight, yeah. Sixty well, that's that's price is right. I think I'm a winner on that. Um <laughs> yep. that is uh he's not that. He's just not that. He is a a sort of innings guy, middle of the rotation guy. And in baseball, you've learned quickly, you need top end of rotation people. I'd rather have one $30 million pitcher who I know is going to get me healthy 30 starts and stop winning streaks and continue, uh, stop losing streaks and continue winning streaks, than get three 12 or $14 million guys who are all going to get me a four and a half to five ERA. And I go into that game thinking that I'm likely not going to win. So it's just a difference of opinion, but I'm not critical of the Cubs and what they're trying to do. Uh, I'm just surprised that there's this number of players who they're taking flyers on for what they think they could be again. It's really interesting. So on any of the individual moves themselves, I'm not, terribly interested in debating him on um the whole the 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 offseason as a whole though I do think that's a pretty cynical read on it when you figure just the sheer volume of players acquired and dollars guaranteed right a massive investment some will work some won't um I'm also not at all convinced that it's going to be a thousand at bats between Bellinger and Mancini. Bellinger, you hope, is a reclamation project. It's a one-year deal. Most people that I talk to believe that there's really no such thing as a bad one-year deal because these teams all have the money so they can spend it and then it's just you're reinvesting, then the money comes off the books next year. The best prospect in the Cubs system is Pete Crow Armstrong. He's one of the best prospects in baseball. He's going to be a gold glove perennial center fielder, and that alone is worth a couple of wins above replacement, just given how much of a premium defensive position it is. So like they were not going to invest in long-term dollars in a center fielder, but PCA isn't ready yet, so they get a very good defensive center fielder in Bellinger, who has offensive upside in his somewhat recent past, like that, I don't know that I can crush a one-year deal on that. And Mancini's, what, a two-year deal? So similar thing, right? Like next year would be an expiring contract, would be easy to trade. I just, those two to me, like criticizing those moves, those are peripheral moves with maybe some short-term upside. And if they are bad, the downside isn't really that bad because they aren't long-term deals. So criticizing those moves surprises me. If you don't like Dansby Swanson or Jamison Tyone, those are bigger investments. And I'm with them on I'd rather have an ace at $30 million than an innings eater at $16 million. But how many aces changed hands this offseason? Rodon? I mean, how, how many guys would you say they even had an opportunity to get that were, like, clearly above Jamison Tyone? Do you guys have many how, – how many names? Rodon would be one. Verlander. Ver, Verlander, okay. Verlander would be two. And I'm not saying that Tyone is great, but just in terms of like if you needed – if you were spending to spend 
and you say, well, you shouldn't spend, spend, but like innings eaters are valuable. Guys who stay healthy are valuable. It's just they're not going to be the reason that you win or lose playoff series, but I'm not at all convinced that they are going to the playoffs this year. A healthy Jake DeGrom. Didn't he sign a new deal this offseason? Yeah. 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 A a healthy DeGrom. He signed a massive deal. Yeah, right. He was like 5'175 with very few. That, that That was a very, very risky contract. I mean, DeGrom's amazing if healthy, but that that was an incredibly risky contract that was given to him by an organization that just throws good money after yeah. bad in the rain. You know what I mean? Like I, Davis Martin. I okay. <laughs> You're not being a serious individual. I was I was thinking it's three dudes. You can't have yeah, Davis Martin. Just, you yeah, can't have him, Danny. Can't I know you Cub fans. Yeah, that's all I hear in the hallways. All, it's, oh, we're all talking about Davis Martin. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I'll like, give you PCA. You give me Davis Martin <laughs> and Matt Mervis. Thank you so much. Maybe a Mervis, Danny. Oh, it says maybe a Mervis. <laughs> Keep Mervis. Keep your hands off. Yeah, there Mervis. might be three guys, and there's no reason that they should not have thrown as much money as possible at a premium starting pitcher this year. Yeah, I, I just don't think there weren't that many available, and so the Tyone criticism. I don't know. They needed someone to eat innings, but that one I think is a little bit more valid. If your argument is don't spend 16 million a year, spend 30 million a year, then sure. I would have been much happier if they would have signed Rodon or Verlander over Jameson Tyon. I can't, I can't, I can't refute that logic. It's just a way different price point. And Dansby Swanson, my stance on him is well-documented. I think he's underrated. And if you're going to give me 162 games of gold glove defense at shortstop and hit 25 or more homers, I'm fine with signing the shortest deal of all of the shortstops in the offseason for the cheapest amount of money, but still upgraded the team and the clubhouse. We'll quickly hear what David Sampson had to say on uh, Clevenger, and you can get your questions in for one last thing. You are always able to do what you want to do, but what you're talking about is the fight over the termination for for cause language in the contract. Termination for cause is when you can release a player and not pay him. If you're willing to pay him the $12 million just to disappear, then there's nothing that the union is going to say or the league. You pay him the $12 million, $2 million a month for the six months. You never show him in a uniform, in the White Sox uniform. You don't let him come to spring training. You don't let him do any of these off-season fan fest events, and you just move on. But if Jerry Reinsdorf is trying to save the money, then you've got to let the process play out and hope that he is suspended by the league, and then you get suspended without pay, and then you get to save money. So sometimes what happens, like with Trevor Bauer, they needed to wait to see what was going to happen with his suspension, and they were dealing with luxury tax ramifications because they're so close to that tax. The White Sox are not close to that level. They don't have that issue right now. They could simply write the check and move on, or they could choose to fight it, And to fight it, you can't just move on. You've got to keep the player because if you terminate him and and don't pay, then you can actually get in trouble. So you're going to let the process play out. But keep in mind, players don't start getting paid until April. So, in fact, they could wait until April to see if there's going to be a suspension. But to me, the negative PR is so significant in this case that the advantage of keeping him through some sort of finality of the investigation does not seem worth it. Good stuff on Mullion Hall this morning with David Sampson. Uh, anyone think they're going to pay him 12 million bucks to save some bad PR? Nope. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you know, I, I got it. I really hope they do though. That like the thought of him just even working out or the the, the spring training B roll of him in, in a White Sox hat shirt workout shorts the thought of mike clevenger wearing those things and i know do process whatever but right now it just it would disgust me yeah if being honest well get ready i know i know it's happening yeah get ready dude sc- screw due process just believe the multiple women that have come forward and accuse my i know i'm not saying this to you yeah, yeah. just in general it, i don't go off on the white Sox very often and unless there's some kind of legal issue here where they could be sued for terminating the contract too soon. Screw due process. Believe the women that have come forward with these very detailed allegations and get Mike Clevenger the hell off the White Sox roster. It's not difficult. Guys, we're all in agreement here. I just think it is when he puts it the way that he puts it of you can let the process play out and have him off the team and save $12 million or you could do the right thing and have him off the team right now and pay him $12 million. They're going to try to not pay him the $12 bucks, And that's a problem. Okay, but you don't also want to give a bad dude who's an abuser $12 million. No, of course not. You know what I mean? So, of course not. So, like, I, and I, I'm not defending him there, but, like, I, I, could, I could see that side of the argument, but the process playing out, they're going to try to save the money. They're going to try to save the money, and if that means you have to see him in a White Sox hat, just get ready for that day. We'll answer some questions for one last thing. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Just one more thing, please. I thought you had a clock to punch. I do. I'm leaving right now. It's time for One Last Thing. Let's let someone else ask a couple questions. I just want to ask you. And then we'll come back to you. One question. How about that? Let's let everybody else and we'll come back to you. Ask any question. I just want to ask you. For anyone on the show. Then I can figure out who I want to answer to. I don't need your help with that. I just want to ask you. One question. Does anyone else have another question first? I got a question. All right. I just want to ask you. Thank you. One question. One Last Thing with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. We like to end the show with your questions. You text them and twitch them in. Shane gathers them and asks them. We all answer. Yeah, from Sean and Charlotte for Danny. Do you celebrate the anniversary of the Bears winning the Super Bowl, or do you try not to think about it? I try not to think about it. Thanks, Sean, for asking. Why, why do you not want to think about it? For those who don't know, Danny was conceived at halftime of the 1985-86 uh, Bears Super Bowl. Yeah, my parents decided to tell me about it. I don't know why. Happy anniversary, by the way. It's Th- thank you. Yeah, happy conception day. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's the miracle of life when two people love each other. I understand how it works, and uh, it's fine. I just didn't need to know the specifics surrounding it. Like they told you every part of it? I know. Started. I don't think they got into that. The first move. No, I don't think okay. they got into that. Thank you so much for that visual. But uh, no. But I, I let's put it this way: I don't need any more details than I already have. So I try okay. not to think about it. From normal Tom on Twitch. One last thing: Do any of you really like Dan Bernstein? Yeah, I love him. Yeah, I think yeah, I've, I've said it often. I think he's one of my favorite people on the planet. We don't have to say I hate him now because everyone agreed that he's great. That's a yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's horrible. Live your truth, horrible man. person, man. Yeah. He, <laughs> for a long time, he yelled at callers. Well, because they're stupid. Yeah, but, and it was part of the show and part of a bit or whatever, but 
great guy, super loyal. Uh, there was no bit of how stupid these callers were. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not They're a, not, not a bit. A bit. <laughs> uh, so, no, just great radio host, super yeah. smart guy, really great nice father. person. Yeah. Philanthropist. S- supportive. Very giving, genuine. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it, it's pretty cheap, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot that I don't like, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but overall, great guy. I'd love to not see him eat chicken again. That would be good. <laughs> sure. I'd like him to have a little bit higher wine tolerance. Yeah. John, he's calling from Braidwood. He's on the score. Hey, guys. I think you're putting the wrong emphasis on McCowan. It's value. McCown. It's not McCowan. Tag J. Yeah. You still got a legitimate backup in McCowan. But you don't McCown! have McCown! Whitey- McCown! It's not McCowan! <laughs> McCowan. No! He's oh, no. <laughs> the best. The best. Best radio host, uh, best sports radio host in the history of this city. I tried to get. Um, oh no, I can't say that. Never mind. Never mind. I can't say that for a few weeks. Never mind. <laughs> All right, good. Almost said something. Um, on Twitch from Audio ID Kid with the NFL ending soon. Thank the Lord. The Bulls being a difficult watch. Are there any new streaming series or hobbies or projects you're looking to complete before baseball starts? What are you going to do with your downtime in between football and baseball? Uh, I mean, Succession comes back end okay. of March. So that lines up perfectly with baseball coming yep. back for you. Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, it's one hour a week. I mean, I can yeah. I, I can manage. I was just thinking about the, the new show. I'm, I'm trying to, like, like really work out, like, four times a week. Um, like doing the yoga, Peloton yoga videos? Or pe- yeah. yeah, yoga or Peloton. Uh, I, I don't care about strength, obviously. Uh, just f- flexibility and cardio. Could use a little core strength, but I, I'm, I'm trying to be very disciplined. Uh, on that to start 2023. It's hard. It's very hard. What about you guys? What was the question again? How are you going to fill um, your time between football that you don't care about and baseball, which you kind of care about? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing uh, what I always do and not watching them. Because when they go away, uh, yeah. there's nothing to watch, just like I haven't been watching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, I'm going to do some core strength exercise sure. as well because my back will hurt from carrying the show with all my basketball oh, content. That's basketball. Trash. See, couldn't even let me finish. Yes, and. Yes, and. Sorry, sorry. sorry no butt, sorry, this sorry. guy here. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway. Oh, I'll take a butt. <laughs> I'm sure. Draft booty. Yes. <laughs> Number one every time. Go, right. ahead. go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Shane. Go, go ahead, Danny. Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead, Speaks. Go ahead, Studs. Where is Speaks? <laughs> Where is Speaks? That was one of the questions, but uh, we said he's just out today. Where's Speaks? Yeah. Uh, from Parkins Mike Stand, for all, what would your career be if it wasn't sports or radio related? We've done this before, but it was months ago. Yeah, new, new audience. I'm terrible at this question. I, it's what I've wanted to do since high school. Mm. Uh, I don't have many skills. I assume it would involve something with speaking, though. You know, if I was a better student, maybe it would have been law school and a lawyer. But I'm thinking it would have more likely been like sales, like go go the go the sales customer relations type route and maybe not like liquor sales or something like that but just like some sort of schmoozing sales job what did i say a couple months ago shane car salesman yeah definitely I'd still do it yeah no what what did you say i don't remember i can't remember either uh no, i remember mine like i know mine i would it's, it's probably gonna piss off some of our audience some uh, our more woke audience i'd probably be a cop i would have probably been a cop but uh one of the good ones well, then you're fine. Yeah. I would have been one of the good cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even the woke among us know that we need cops. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to be a Chicago cop or a fireman.
one of the two. I, I'll be starting that series up uh, before baseball season. The Woke Among Us is a great show <laughs> on HBO Max. It's not very good. <laughs> no? It's it's self-loathing. Yeah. Uh, very judgmental. Yeah. And th- th- yeah, they don't consider anyone else's feelings. <laughs> Just what they say goes. Right. Yeah. And you have to only eat vegetables, by the way. No. Also, no cars. Only bikes from here on out. <gasps> yeah. Try getting anywhere. Wow, that's tough. Hit you with my city bus. Wow. Damn cyclists. Learn the learn the rules of the road, by the way. Stay in your lane. Exactly. That's what you're saying to the cyclists. In your bike lane. Yeah. I'll be done. You can hit the rap whenever you want. Need to rap. Need to rap. Yeah, a lot of wear speaks. We hope he's back tomorrow. He wants to be back. He'll be back soon. Um, what do we do? We had Dave Wanstead on the show today. Wani was fun. A lot of good stories in that top of the 4 o'clock segment. And what was the one different thing? No speaks. Yeah, you said it, not me. I guess I said it. I finished the thought. Don't forget Joel Corey. Joel Corey. That was a conversation that was had among two people. With short answers and a lot of downer information at times. Someone today said that I was finishing their thoughts. I was interacting with... uh, I was talking to this dude earlier today, and he was like, "He, I, I don't know why I said it so awkwardly there." <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, I found a guy. I was like, "Hey, man, want to talk?" I was having a conversation. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. I was having a conversation. He's like, "Hey, you're really uh, helping me out here. You're finishing a lot of my thoughts." I'm like, "I'm sorry. Am I being rude?" And he's like, "No, you're really good with words, and I struggle with them. And you're actually out. You're helping me. I wish I had this like a translator all the time." I was like, "Okay, yeah. Often I finish people's thoughts, and it's rude." I, so, so I was mortified. I was called on the spot for finishing this dude's sentences. I certainly did not mean uh, to do this. Who was it? It was a plumber. Oh, good. You're telling the plumber how to do his job. That's exactly what the plumber needs. No, no, no. We were talking about sports. Oh. It was, we were just was having. That, was that your currency for his services? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was trading takes. I was trading takes for plumbing. Uh. Tomorrow on the show. Pizza Friday. Pizza Friday in honor of Lynn Bramer. It's going to be an emotional Pizza Friday around here. Jason Benetti on the show. And a guest from all four championship Sunday cities at 5 o'clock to get you ready for that game. Shane, don't forget to Google who's in the title game. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Can you name them right now? (laughs) Yeah, it's the Bengals. It's the Chiefs. It's the 49ers. And, um... It's the other ones. Okay, perfect. I got three or four. Yeah, we should be fine. And you named the mascots, not the cities in which they reside. San Francisco, Cincinnati, (laughs) Kansas City. Yeah. And honest to God, who are the 49ers (laughs) playing? Oh, the Eagles. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. Your team. My guys. Go Birds. Unbelievable. Go Birds. Charlotte is an abomination. Can the Bulls win a game convincingly? Wire to wire. Please. They got 13 damn wins on the season. You should win this game. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat, video stream. Thank you, Sir Shane Reader, and our executive producer. Thank you, Sir Chris Tannehill. Makes us sound better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins Spiegel. This is the score. Hey, hey, everybody. I, uh, I used a poor choice of words earlier in the broadcast. I want to apologize for that. And, um, you know, let's get back to the game and let's finish this game off with a 30-point win and, and, and go home happy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.